Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Acts. Today is episode 253. Looking at Acts chapter 12, verses 1 through 10. Let's read our passage. About that time, King Herod violently attacked some who belonged to the church, and he executed James, John's brother, with the sword. When he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter too during the festival of unleavened bread. After the arrest, he put him in prison and assigned four squads of four soldiers each to guard him, intending to bring him out to the people after Passover. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was praying fervently to God for him. When Herod was about to bring him out for trial, that very night Peter, bound with two chains, was sleeping between two soldiers, while the sentries in front of the door guarded the prison. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell. Striking Peter on the side, he woke him up and said, Quick, get up! And the chains fell off his wrists. Get dressed, the angel told him, and put on your sandals. And he did. Wrap your cloak around you, he told him, and follow me. So he went out and followed, and he did not know what the angel did was really happening, but he thought he was seeing a vision. After they passed the first and second guards, they came to the iron gate that leads into the city, which opened to them by itself. Then they went outside and passed one street, and suddenly the angel left him. We had seen what was happening up in Antioch, that uh, things were happening in Antioch, that Gentiles were coming to faith in Antioch. The apostles sent Barnabas up to Antioch to encouraged them, and then he went and got Saul, and they stayed in Antioch for a year, teaching and preaching. Then there was a prophecy of a famine, so there was a a relief effort set up, and the money was sent down to Jerusalem via Barnabas and Saul. So it's probably about that time that uh, we see in verse 1, about that time, King Herod violently attacked some who belonged to the church. And he executed James, John's brother, with the sword. King Herod is King Herod Agrippa I. He is the grandson of Herod the Great, who was the king when Jesus was born. Now, his father, Aristobulus, was executed by Herod the Great. So, Herod's father was executed by Herod's grandfather because he was jealous and he was afraid that his own son might try and steal the throne. So that happened when Herod Agrippa was about four years old. So he was sent to Rome with his mother and was raised in Rome. And he hung out with a lot of very important people with the uh, aristocracy. And in fact, uh, Claudius, who became emperor later on, was one of his schoolmates. So in AD 37, Caligula was the emperor and he made Herod Agrippa king gave him the title king, and gave him the area to rule that was formerly ruled by his uncle Philip, the Transjordan area, the ten cities north of Galilee called the Decapolis. Then two years later, in AD 39, Caligula was still the emperor, and he added the areas of Galilee and Perea, the area that was formerly ruled by Herod Agrippa's uncle Antipas. Then in AD 41, Claudius was emperor, and he added Judea and Samaria to the area ruled by Herod Agrippa. So Agrippa 
is now the the king of almost as much area as his grandfather Herod the Great ruled. So he really is the the king of the Jewish territory. Now, while he had good relations with some of these emperors, the, the emperors are never on firm footing. Need to be careful of who you are looking to for favors. You never really know where you stand with Rome. So uh, Herod Agrippa wanted to make sure he at least had a loyal following there in Judea. And so he always was trying to win favor with the Jewish people. And, and that is probably why he now starts to attack some who belong to the church. The apostles themselves had pretty much escaped the persecution following the murder of Stephen. A lot of it seems to have been more focused with the Hellenistic Jewish Christians. So the the apostles seem to uh, sidestep a lot of that. But this, nope. Herod Agrippa is targeting specifically the church leadership. And so he executes James, son of Zebedee brother of the Apostle John, and says, executed him with the sword. Now, the Roman style of execution with the sword would be beheading, whereas the Jewish style of execution with the sword would just be run through with a sword. It doesn't say what happened. Traditionally, people believe that he was beheaded. Now, verse 3, when he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter too during the festival of unleavened bread. So, he's probably trying to win favor with the Jews, particularly the Pharisees, because he's probably pretty cozy with the Sadducees already. They, they want to cozy up to Rome, and so anything they can do to be cozy with King Herod Agrippa, they're, they're probably all over that. But the Pharisees are the ones he really needs to try and win favor with. And the Pharisees are the ones who really had a hard time with the Christians and were behind the, the persecution that uh, ensued with the murder of Stephen. And so that's probably who he's trying to please. So he sees that it pleased the Jews, that he executed James, so he arrests Peter too. Specifically, does it during the Festival of Unleavened Bread, and that's the, the Passover time. So, what has changed? Why is things that seem to have been quiet, but now it's like uh, they're ready to start persecution again? Well, it could be because of specifically what's been happening up in Antioch, where the Christians are proclaiming the gospel to Gentiles and accepting Gentiles into their ranks without becoming Jews. That's uh, probably gotten back to the Pharisees in Jerusalem. It certainly got back to the uh, Christians in Jerusalem. So that's probably uh, one of the things that's pushed them over the edge here. So everybody's, as far as the, the Jewish leaders, they, they like this idea of persecution of the Christians. So he steps it up, and Peter, who is the leader, it seems, of the apostles, arrest him too. So verse 4, after the arrest, he put him in prison and assigned four squads of four soldiers each to guard him, intending to bring him out to the people after the Passover. So the Passover festival's a, a week long, and he's going to hold him in the prison there. Um, and he's got this four squads of four soldiers. So 
on a 12-hour shift, and they so they rotate every three hours. Why so heavy? I mean, is Peter that slippery? Well, yes. Remember back in Chapter 5 when the temple police arrested Peter and put him in jail in the temple, and next thing you know, an angel lets him out. Well, they don't want to believe an angel let him out, but they believe he slipped out of jail somehow, so that isn't going to happen. So they put a squad of 16 soldiers to take care of him and see him get out of that. Verse 5, so Peter was kept in prison, but the church was praying fervently for him. Verse 6, when Herod was about to bring him out for trial, that very night Peter, bound with two chains, was sleeping between two soldiers while sentries in front of the door guarded the prison. So this is a pretty secure facility. This isn't the temple jail that uh, he got busted out of before. This is the Antonia Tower. This is the fortress tower adjacent to the temple that the uh, Roman army contingency occupies. Verse 7, Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell. Striking Peter on the side, he woke him up and said, Quick, get up. And the chains fell off his wrists. It's kind of a almost a comic sense to this. Uh, Peter's sound asleep. Now, he's sound asleep, and he's about to be brought before King Agrippa the next day. So I don't know how he's sound asleep. He just knows that God's in charge. And the angel shows up, and you kind of have a sense here of kind of poking him in the ribs with his foot, kicking him in the side, saying, Quick, get up. And the chains fall off. Peter's kind of not with it right now. Verse 8, get dressed, the angel told him. Put on your sandals. And he did. Wrap your cloak around you, he told him, and follow me. So he's got to tell him every single thing to do. It's almost like dealing with a child. And Peter doesn't understand what's going on. So verse 9, so he went out and followed. And he did not know that what the angel did was really happening, but he thought he was seeing a vision. So Peter doesn't realize this is actually happening. That's why he's so slow about things. So the angel says, get up. Okay, I'll get up. Oh, put your shoes on. Okay. Put your coat on. Okay. Now follow me. Take another step. Come on. Keep coming. Because yeah, Peter thinks he's dreaming. What a neat dream, though. But it's even better. It's not a dream. This is real life. So verse 10, after they passed the first and second guards, they came to the iron gate that leads into the city, which opened to them by itself. They went outside and passed one street, and suddenly the angel left him. This is an amazing deliverance of Peter. Because the, the context here, Herod Agrippa has had James executed, and it looks like he's about to do it to Peter too. Because when he saw that the execution of James won him favor with the Jewish leaders, he says, okay, you like that? Well, watch this. And so he's going to have Peter executed additionally. So here, Peter probably knows he's about to be executed, but he's still sleeping anyway. Now, what happens with the guards? Are they struck into some kind of deep sleep? Are they just struck blind? Or is it like a, a timeout? We're not told, and that's not the important point. The important point is the deliverance of Peter. 
So we're not told anything from the guard's perspective because they're not important in this. We are told Peter's perspective. He's the one the angel is there to deliver. And the angel gets him up, wakes him up, releases him, opens the doors, takes him out into the street, and then the angel disappears and leaves him on his own. So you're Peter. You've just been busted out of jail by an angel again. What are you going to do? Well, he's going to go back to his fellow believers and, and report back to them. And that's what we'll see next time. So thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the book of Acts.